If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Blog Talk Radio. You know very well who you are. Don't let them hold you down. Free for the sun. You had a goal, but not that many. Cause you're the only one. I'll give you good intentions. Go any quicker. 
So we just have to, um, you know, try to just rely on those memories that um, make them so special in our hearts to begin with. So to the family of Sydney Portier, um, let's lift up our our prayers to them. Um, a lot of people have been just passing, though, uh, at the beginning of the year. I think Bob Saget, the comedian, I uh, heard that he recently passed, too. So let's just make sure that we keep everyone in our prayers um, who may be going through uh, bereavement at this time. And then also make sure that we love, uh, hug, and kiss on our loved ones just a little bit harder. How about that? All right. Let's see. What's else on my mind? Uh, I told you all my shows were coming back last week. Well, I have a new one. Okay. I am a TV junkie along with my sports. And let me just share with you, Abbott Elementary, if you are not watching it, please do. You may not enjoy it the way I do, but, hey, you might like it and it might you know, uh, tickle your fancy as well. But Abbott Elementary, I am really loving that show. So it's a new one that I've added to my repertoire. (laughs) Now, what else is on my mind? You already know it's a sports show, so let's go ahead and get down to it. NFL Week Recap, Week 18. How time fly. It has been the 18 weeks already. But guess what? The the, um, regular season is in the books. It is now time for Super Wild Card Weekend. Yes, we will talk about it. Black Monday, organizations are cleaning house. We will talk about that. Um, Mentioned it last week, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, they have returned to the court. We will um, talk about how they look and is it too soon. We'll talk about all of that. The new, the new king of the hill, Georgia, the University of Georgia. Shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs. Go dogs! They are the national championship winners. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes. Wednesday, Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. Woo! Did I give you enough? Are you ready? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to go ahead and go to a quick break, all right? Breaks tonight. We will be celebrating some birthdays, so... Happy birthday to our songstresses and songsters tonight. But uh, go ahead, get get ready, get relaxed, get comfortable, get whatever you need to get you through these next two hours because the ladies will help you get through it as well, bringing you sports talk like nobody else can. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first break, and then we'll be back to talk about it, football, football, and more football. It is LL Sports 2 with TJ.
Uh-oh, uh-oh. As they come in, are they going to introduce themselves? Ladies. Pete in the house. Janelle is here. What? It's the fearsome, awesome, it's the full round table in the house tonight. Good evening, ladies. Good evening, Nobody had faith in them. Nobody thought they'd be able to do it, especially after they lost that um, last game to Alabama. So I'm, I'm congratulations to them because they are. Uh, that is just magnificent. That that, and this is the first time, and I can't even remember how many years that they actually went 14 and one this year. That is just spectacular. I'm so proud of those boys. Okay, beat them down 33-18. What made it so amazing? In the fourth quarter, they were trailing, trailing 18-13 in the fourth. Um, then Rinko, uh, well, they, they uh, had a touchdown. That out Stephen Bennett. He was the, the, the transferred in. He thought about leaving. I think he did leave, then he came back. Um, every time the Bulldogs would have problems or they would fall behind or the, or the offense wouldn't move, they wanted to stay called for his head. They wanted him to be replaced, to sit down, to be pulled. But shout-out to Seth Bennett, the quarterback for uh, UGA. 17-26, um, 224 yards. He did have two fumbles that he lost, but he also had two touchdowns. He went 4-4, 83 yards, and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, but for the defense, the defense is what stood up for UGA, I truly believe. And I think – what it was in the SEC game, everybody was like, where is that Georgia defense? The defense had been number one all year. And I think that it was just like, what happened to the identity of Georgia in that SEC game? And for me personally, I was just thinking it was psychological. So sometimes, you know, it's just hard to get over. Big Brother just always seems to win. Little Brother can never seem to overtake Big Brother. But uh, I think it's set up for a perfect rematch for the national championship, and uh, Georgia took care of business. It was a really, really good game. Um, they're the first three seed to win the national title in the college football playoff era. That's been going on since 2014. 
uh, Coach Kirby Smart, his first win against Alabama as a head coach. He was 0-4. He's the fourth head coach now since 1960 to win a national championship at his alma mater. And Georgia, um, like I just mentioned, is their first national championship since 1980. And for Alabama, um, their second largest loss under Nick Saban. Um, they only had one touchdown in four red zone attempts, and they also had uh, they had four out of five field goals, but one of those was blocked. Alabama had won 50 straight games when leading after the first quarter. So all um, you know, all records and anything is meant to be broken and or uh, streak snapped and all of that. And that one has now since been snapped. But bad news or sad news, I should say. Alabama wide receiver uh, Jamison Williams he has torn his ACL. Of course, they're saying that, you know, he should make a full recovery, but it's going to be at least a good, you know, six to eight months. And um, this was, you know, his senior year. He was going to be entering the draft. So let's just keep him and his family in um, in our prayers to uh, make sure that he has a full recovery and that this injury does not hamper or hinder him in any way in making it to the uh, NFL. But, um, but, again, shout out to the, the UGA. Um, and Lou, I know you don't really follow college. I mean, yeah, college football. But anything you would like to say about you? Yes, I voted for uh, Georgia. Uh, they was asking me, girl, I should have bet some money on that. God probably could have won some big money on that. But I went oh. with Georgia. Yes, I don't gamble, but I should have been gambling that night because my friend won four hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, oh my goodness. But yeah, I don't know too much about college, but I just, for some reason, I just feel like Georgia should do it. And they did it. Congratulations, Georgia. Yes, definitely. Terry, you want to comment on those Georgia Bulldogs? I'm just excited that they won. Because like you say, they had those people had no faith in them that they would come back, they would win that game. But they showed up and showed out in that. So go, Georgia. Um, Tina, you know what else? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it was actually a combination of um, not just uh, the defense for Georgia, but the the fact that um, Alabama was overconfident that they were going to pull it off because they had beat them once before and they led for most of the game. So I think that in that fourth quarter, for for some reason, their their defense just broke down and their their quarterback, their offense just it just I, I don't know what was getting what got into their quarterback because he never throws interceptions like he was throwing. He never, you know, he never missed his cues the way he was missing them. He was missing his um, uh, his players. He threw that interception that caused us to get that last touchdown that put the nail in the coffin. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. he never does stuff like that. That's very uncharacteristic of him. So I, I don't I don't know if it was. Um, I know, I know for a fact that our our defense definitely stepped up, but I think that it um, it was a combination of, of things that actually caused that. But I, I knew that um, that Georgia wasn't going to let things go down the way they went when um, when we went when we got to the fourth quarter. I, I knew they were going to do something. I just didn't know how how drastic it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, um, shout out to to uh, Reginald and my ACS, they're part of Georgia. Okay, that's, that's what I thought, you know, just trying to claim an, an ACL. But shout-out to the state of Georgia once again. Braves having taken the World uh, World Series. Now UGA taking uh, the national championship for Georgia has been put on the map. Um, 
I really didn't want to, I don't want to say harp on it, but I didn't want to take away from Georgia winning the championship. But I will say this, as a little, I don't want to put it after, but Alabama, they were missing some very key factors, especially on the offensive side of the ball. As I said, Jamison Wilson Williams went out um, in the first half, of course, so he was gone for the whole second half. I believe had he been in the game, I'm not saying that Georgia wouldn't have won, but I think Bryce Young would have looked more like Bryce Young. I think he was just too—he was too dependent on people who hadn't been in the system. Now, one thing about that, Coach Nick Saban, he's always been praised for being able to have, you know, uh, depth in his roster. So, that was that exposed, you know, this this year. I'm not—I'm not sure, but um, I—I know that Alabama—they were missing a lot of key players um, that they had in the SEC game. But again, I don't want to take anything away from Georgia because. Everybody has to get out there and play and play to the best of their ability. Um, but with that being said, Georgia took care of business, and they are the national champions of college I'm proud of them. I'm so proud of them. I, um, You know, I think Georgia and Georgia fans, I, think they, I don't think they had given up on them. Um, I think the rest of the world, you know, probably, and just because of what happened in the SEC, because it was a beatdown. You know, nobody was expecting Georgia to get beat down like that in the SEC game. So I think maybe it was, um, you know, they were, I guess, maybe expecting Alabama to be Alabama. But uh, I had a feeling if Georgia was ever going to do it, this was the game that they were going to do it. Because all the stars were aligned. You know, what better way to get back? Yeah, Alabama could say they're SEC champions, but you're not the national champions. But uh, but do you think, like I said, I didn't want to kind of like harp on it, but, Janelle, do you think that had Alabama been at full strength, we still would have had this outcome? Uh, I still think we would have won, honestly, because something came over that defense in the fourth quarter that was just, that those boys were just on it. They they absolutely refused to give up. I think the game would have been a little closer, but I definitely think we still would have been able to pull it out. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I think they want to miss. Yeah. Definitely think they want to miss. Especially the way they beat down Michigan. It just it seemed like they were trying to vision. They were trying to get back to that national championship to meet Alabama. So I think a, a, a big I think a big part of that was because they um they felt so embarrassed at how the um how badly they played in that SEC game. I yeah. think that I think that was a huge part of it. They just they didn't play like themselves and they just didn't want to go out like that. They didn't want people thinking that they didn't have heart because they do. Right. Exactly. I totally agree. Totally agree. What's up, Patrick Taylor? That's my cousin in the house. Thank y'all so much for tuning into the show. Rika Holloway, thank you so much. Missy my 49 sister, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Maisha, I don't know if you're still on, but um, I'm pretty sure you are heading to Dallas. When when do y'all leave? And um, do you already have your tickets? All right. But y'all hit me up, though, 49. Everybody hit us up, 347-826-7924. That's the number to call. All right, so let's go ahead and get to, man, how fast do 18 weeks go? Well, ask a football fan, okay, and they'll tell you go by real quick. But. Let's go ahead and do a quick recap of the uh, final uh, week in the NFL season, the 2021 NFL season. So the Chiefs 
they uh, took care of the Broncos, 28-24, this uh, Saturday night football. Cowboys, they beat down the Eagles, 51-26. I was happy to see, I guess, the Cowboys be dominant in this game, especially with the Eagles not playing their uh, starters. The Cowboys, they realized what happened to them the last time, that they tried to get their starters, and they came in um, their first game very cold and ended up losing in the playoffs. So they wanted to try to keep as much, um, you know, chemistry and, and, and everything moving in the right direction. So they beat down the Eagles, so 51-26. The Packers, they ended up losing to the Lions, 30-37. Uh, but we already know the Packers had already um, sealed the deal for the number one spot, so they weren't really playing anything. But the Lions, they were playing for pride. And, hey, they went out on a winning note. So shout out to the Lions. Again, beating the Packers 37-30. Say it ain't so. Let me say something. Um, in, um, what is this called? Um, not a myth, but, um, say it, I'm sorry, drawing a blank. You know how when you have, they're like, okay, we've beaten the, we've beaten the Rams six times in a row. So, that's like a, what is that? It's a pattern? Not a pattern, that's not the word I'm looking for, but, you know, when they say, when, when they show those stats and they say, okay, like, you know, this team has never, they've only won three times, but this team has never won when they go play here, or, you know, this team, uh, what, is, what is that called? What is, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's it. But anyway. <laughs> it's a pattern. TJ, it's a, it's a pattern, but it's like this is the, the regular, uh, what do you call it, this is the regular uh, history. This is what you guys normally do. It's a norm or something to that effect. And I'm still trying to find the right word as well. But uh, Okay. All right. So it's not, I can't get I know exactly what you're talking about because I know what you're hinting at because we talked about this when we were talking about this game, but we just knew that it wasn't going to happen. Exactly. Um, Whatever it is, it's real. <laughs> Whatever it is, it is real. Who in their right mind really, really thought that the Colts would would go into Jacksonville and not win this game? Knowing what was on stake, Colts win, they are in the playoffs. They have never won in Jacksonville. They are 0-5 in Jacksonville, leading up to the Sunday game. But, again, it's a brand not new to mention the Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Not to mention the fact that they've lost. Not to mention the fact that they've lost now seven straight road games. Seven. This no, would, this would have been the time. This this literally would have been the time for them to break that pattern. This would have been the time for them to to step up and do something because they know for a fact all they had to do was win the game to get to the playoffs. Who does right. that? You win and you're in. You are going to the least successful team in the NFL right now, okay? It might be flip a coin between Jacksonville and Detroit, but they're the bottom two at the barrel, okay? And when you have a stellar team like the Colts, offense, defense, and special teams, they are, they're, they're, the, they're the real deal. Who thought that they were going to go to Jacksonville and lose? And on top of that, only score 11 points. But guess what? The football guys were on Jacksonville's side. And the Colts lost to the Jaguars 26-11. I'm telling you, and Bird, Michael Terrence Bird, he is one of my close friends. 
He's a Colts fan. And when you know your team and you try to talk to somebody who knows their team and you're trying to hype them up and, and you're trying to give them encouragement, and I say that I was winning because I know how it is. Same thing happened when uh, anytime we played the Seahawks, I'm talking about the 49ers now, anytime the 49ers played the Seahawks, um, anytime the Cardinals, well, I mean, it's, it's not so much with the Cardinals, but really the Seahawks, it doesn't matter what the record, it doesn't matter who's on the field. The Seahawks tend to have our number, just like the 49ers tend to have the Rams number. And so it happens in every division. But when you try to tell somebody who knows the team that they're going to be all right, that it's going to get better, Oh, don't worry, you got this. That is the worst thing you can do to a fan when their team is losing and ultimately when they don't, don't win the game. I felt so bad for Birch, and I just, um, I'm just thankful that he was able to continue his Sunday and still have a good time. But, y'all, I mean, realistically, ladies, you really think that the Colts are going to lose to the Jaguars? Anybody who wants to jump in. I did not think that they would lose to them just to get 11 points. I was like, really? I did not expect them to lose that game. Well, <clears throat> my friend uh, said that the Jaguars was going to win, and I said he probably don't know nothing about football. You know what I'm thinking, you know. But he he picked the Jags. So, you know, I be kind of comparing my picks with other people. He wound up being 11-5 this week like me. But uh, but he, he said that the Colts was going to win, and I was like, are you serious? And I think he even chose the Lions, too. You know, he, he chose the Lions, too. And I was like, does he even know what he's doing? But with the see them win, I'm like, oh, my goodness. So you just never know, because I, I really didn't think they was going to win either. Yeah. Wow. But would they have won? You think they would have won um, if they had had their starters in there? The starters played. Green Bay. Oh, wait, you're talking about um, the, the Green Bay and the Green Lions Bay. game? Mm-hmm. Well, Green Bay, they had their starters. Aaron Rodgers started, I believe. Uh, yeah, he started, but I'm talking about as far yeah, as Yeah, he started, the but they, yeah, he started. Yeah, they, he, they had their starters in at the beginning, but they pulled him out at the um, towards the end of the second half. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I, I, I mean, towards the end of the second it. quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second quarter. Okay, okay. Well, probably not. But you never know. I mean, you know, Lions had nothing to lose. Uh, Packers, they, they didn't have nothing to gain. So, um, and even you know, even without their starters, I think Green Bay still had you know the Lions. They're really not a bad team. They don't have a they don't have like a one talent, but they play hard. And there's nothing you know. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to beat a team with heart. It really is because they give sixty minutes every single week. Um, so. You know, it's uh, it's possible well, that Green Bay still could have pulled it out, but um, but I just know that the Jacksonville Jaguars—they were not supposed to be close. I'm sorry, that that was not supposed to happen. So, whatever the word we're trying to find, it's real. That's I'm just going to say that. How about that? Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. I see you, Dale, in the house. Christian Rogers, Happy New Year's, ladies. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. That's right. We swept the Rams. So I, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think it's real. I, I'm I'm convinced now that the Colts lost to the Jaguars. Whatever the word I'm looking for, it's, it's real. Okay. So Washington, they ended up beating the Giants 22-7. Uh, let's see, the Bears, they fell to the Vikings 31. Titans, they took 
care of business, uh, beating the Texans 28-25. So that locked them into the number one spot. They did receive the uh, first-round bye for the AFC. The Tennessee Titans did. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We, I, I don't know about y'all, but I wasn't even thinking about the Steelers being in the playoffs this year because I knew that they just didn't have an opportunity, didn't have a chance. Steelers, tell you, don't tell a man what he, he cannot do. Steelers beat the Ravens 16-13 in overtime. I'm talking about, ladies, um, what, are, are y'all shocked? It, or is it just, I'm, yeah, because I'm, I'm really shocked, but they don't make it. Okay, I hear the first and then I'm I'm shocked, but they they did have a little help. I'm I mean, you know, with that Chargers loss, had they um had they tied, then the Steelers wouldn't have even been in it in four minutes. That's what it looked like was going to happen. But yeah, I'm definitely shocked because they they've been so they have been one of the most inconsistent. But but like I said, don't don't ever sleep on Tomlin because he never goes out like that. That is true. That is so true. Hold on, y'all. I'm having a little technical difficulty here. Go ahead, Terry. I heard you, you chime in. No, I, I agree with uh, Janelle. I was just saying that, yeah, I was um, I was surprised that they made it, you know, because of the season, the ups and downs that they had, because I thought Big Ben was about, you know, about done. It was a done yeah. deal for him, but um, I was glad that they did win. Make it easy. And definitely – Congratulations to uh, T.J. Watt for tying uh, Michael Strahan's um, sack record. I thought he was going to beat it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a bit. Um, But, yes, well, number one thing, the Steelers needed the Colts to lose. So they needed the Colts to lose, and then they needed the Raiders and Chargers not to tie. And the Steelers, you have to take, take care of your own. You know, they still had to win, though. Go ahead, Luke. I was shocked that they they made it in because they've been inconsistent most of the year. Mm-hmm. But every time I vote against those people, they just come and they win and they you know they just win and they win and you like they just pull up something from somewhere. Is it, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they look like when they look like they down, they just all of a sudden find a way to pull it off. I just don't that that's a that they fight to the finish. That's why they're such a a great team, and they you know and they have such a good record. Because that that uh, Big Ben's been with them forever. I think he was there when I was a baby. <laughs> stop, Halo. Now you need to stop now. There you go. There you go. Um, Jamil, I see you know you said, or you can say the Forty ers have the Rams number. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, it's, it's all about matchups. Like I said, it doesn't matter records. It doesn't matter injuries. Nobody in the world thought, that, uh, especially uh, the first time when we beat the Rams on Monday Night Football, nobody thought that we were going to win. I, I didn't even think we were going to win just because of the way that the Rams have been playing, the way that we have been playing, the way that we have been dropping games. Um, they had just picked up Von Miller. They had just picked up OBJ. And, of course, you know, they still had Aaron Donald. So I was I, I voted against the Niners on that, that week. And sure enough, we took care of business and looked like we had been 8-0. No. Well, I can't remember what, how many games it was by the time we played. But that's definitely it. You know, some teams just have other teams' numbers. Or it's psychological. I don't know. But whatever it is, it's, it's a real thing. That's, that's all I know. 
All right. So let's see. So, yes, yeah, so the Steelers uh, took care of the Ravens in overtime. Then you had the Browns beating the Bengals uh, 21-16. I knew that the Bengals weren't going to be playing the starters, but I still thought that they would be able to pull out the win because the Browns weren't really going to have their starters in as well, or Baker Mayfield, and I don't think uh, Nick Chubb played either. But, uh, but the Browns, they took care of business, and in their season on a winning note, Bucks, they definitely handled their business, beating the Panthers 41-17. This is another one. I thought about it quickly, but then I said, no, it's not going to happen. Patriots are going to take care of business. They always manage to lose in Miami. I should have picked it off. Go figure. But that's it. Um, but Patriots move on to the playoffs, and the Dolphins do not. All right, so we had the Bills beating the Jets 27-10. Now this game right here, let's talk about it, ladies. Chargers, Raiders, overtime, there was a tie, thought it could end in a tie, and guess what happened? The Chargers called timeout. Ladies, first of all, ladies, did you watch the game? Yes. 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 Chargers and Raiders, yes, because that was my game. That was the exciting game for me. Yes, I watched it. Oh, my goodness. And when it, went, it was the best game of the week. <laughs> and when the game was tied, did you think that they were just going to let it go and end in a tie? Yes or no? No, no. because yeah. the Raiders had already – I didn't, because the Raiders had already said that they didn't care what was going on. They wanted to win that game. The coach, When they asked the coach if, they, if um, he would be satisfied with it being a tie, he said, no, he wants to win. Okay, so Janelle, I think I heard Janelle and Terry say no. Hey, Lou, did you think it went in in the tie? No, because the Raiders wanted that game, and they and they had to get, they had to win that game. And you know, because they, you remember the guy said, "We got to prove something," because they just writing us off. And so he had to, you know, they had to prove it. So they did everything. And normally, when the Raiders go into overtime, they win it, and they did just that. And I voted for them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, but either way, though, both of them would have made it into the playoffs. So they weren't going to lose. And I don't think they would have, anybody would have, like, saved face by winning the game. I don't think there's anything wrong. If you have the opportunity to make it to the playoffs, go ahead and do it. Okay. So since two ladies think that they were not going to end in a tie or that was not a possibility. So you don't think that in the in overtime when it was third and, what, third and four, third and six, and the Raiders had no – Type of urgency. It was like no urgency to get up to the line of scrimmage, no, no to get information. And then when the Chargers called timeout, seemed you like the Raiders came back with, with just a little bit more of a okay, well then let's go ahead and put this to bed. So you don't think that the timeout that the Chargers called with the two minutes left had any bearing on the Raiders' decision to win the game? No, because I think they had already made that decision. I think oh. that um, they're not they're not having a sense of urgency. It was more about them running time off the clock. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think that was part of it too, as far as them not having urgency of running time off the clock. But I um I thought that you know that was going to be it once you know as far as when they tied in overtime, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I just figured, um, I mean, not in tied in overtime, but when they tied, I just thought they was just going to, you know, call it quits. You know, I didn't think they was going to go into, you know, 
the second half of that, the, uh, you know, and a second overtime, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't have been a I second overtime. I thought they were going to call it. It would have been a tie. I mean, I, yeah, it would have been a tie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, I, so I, I, I thought know. they were going to leave it at and neither one came up with anything. I really thought that they were going to be like, okay, well, you know, no harm, no foul. We'll both get in. But I think I thought when when they called that timeout, cause I, everybody at the bar, we were like, what are they doing? And I have another best friend who's Chargers fan, and he just pretty much saying I thought he was going. To, I really thought he was going to fall out. But um, they, yeah, when they called that time, it just seemed like something. Change with the, but may I don't know. They, if you if y'all say that you know they had already decided what they were going to do, I guess it, it was in their intention on that third and six to, to go ahead and um to see if they could get the first down and if not then kick the field goal there. Cause I don't even know if they were in field goal range though at that time when they had the third and the third and six right before the Chargers called timeout. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't even know if they were in field goal range, but we will never know because Chargers called timeout, and now we see it. Raiders moving on to the playoffs. Chargers going home. Oh my goodness! Congratulations to Dale. I know he's happy. We and I think I think I see Dale trying to be press one. TJ, did you see? Did you see the the, the uh, Chargers quarterback? He looked like he lost everything. His, his face is white and pale, but that boy, he looked like a ghost. He was just like, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was, it was uh, pretty you sad. See, you see him on the sidelines, too, and you, you, you could see him mouth. I never wanted to tie so bad. It was like, <laughs> but But, yes, let us bring him in, our resident Raider Fan. Dale, is that you? Hello? Dale, give, give Hello? me three seconds. I, I have to give you something here. I have to give you something. Okay. <laughs> the Raiders made it to the playoffs. Dale, what do you want to say? Dale, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. here. Okay, what's on yeah, your uh, <clears throat> I tell you what, that was one of the best games, one of the best games in a uh, classic. I say uh, it was the classic. Uh, one thing I'm pretty sure we wasn't intend <laughs> we wasn't intend to help the Steelers, but since it worked out that way, uh, maybe we'll get a chance to play them in the play them in the championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause I, I do see a beating of Cincinnati. Uh, I will handle our business. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, I think the team had come together the last couple of weeks more, and then with the mat with the passing of John Madden and uh, mm-hmm. the other stuff. I think I think we're up to I think we'll be ready to stand for Cincinnati. All right. All right. Well, we will see. We will see. It starts this weekend, and you have to get past uh, Cincinnati first. But congratulations, Dale, because I'm not going to lie. You know, I know you believe in your team wholeheartedly. And there were oh, certain yeah. weeks 
knew you were crazy. Okay. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> okay. Take care, Dale. <laughs> Bye now. Bye, Dale. Bye, Dale. I hope y'all win. Yeah, oh, Dale heard what I said, y'all, but it's okay. But, yeah, it was some way. Dale said, yeah, we can do this and we're going to beat them. And I'm like, okay, Dale, you just keep up alive. But Dale's Las Vegas Raiders are in the playoffs, y'all. Who really thought that the Raiders would make it to the playoffs? Anybody? Apparently the crickets are chirping because none of us did. <laughs> My goodness, I'm telling you, it's why you you cannot give up hope. You cannot give up hope. So I tell you what, on that note, we are going to put a pin in it. We're going to jump to a quick break, and then on the outside of this, we'll talk about the rest of the game. Oh yes, well, ladies, you know we haven't I haven't forgotten about y'all. Okay, we will talk about that. Of course, Black Monday is heavy and hard. NBA basketball, you already know we still have. And who I call Wendy's weekend. Have a lot to talk about. We will go ahead and jump into our next break. But first, it is roll call time. Terry, are you with me? Present and accounted for. Danielle, are you feeling well? I'm here. Okay. <laughs> hey, Lou, what say you? Hey, Lou is here and ain't going nowhere. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I love the full round table. The fifth of course in the house. Harry, Snell, ain't Lou. He's safe. LL Sports 2. We'll be right back after this break.
it's no secret. Ladies love sports, too, with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, so bringing the ladies back in. So as we left off, I'll go to break the Chargers. They fell to the Raiders 35-32 in overtime. Um, now the Raiders, they did clinch the number five seed in the AFC. They're going to make their second postseason appearance in the last 19 seasons. The last time they were in there uh, in the playoffs, 2016, and they lost in the AFC wild card game. Chargers eliminated from playoff contention. And as I mentioned, Coach Brandon Staley called timeout with 38 seconds left uh, in overtime. And um, the Raiders face. Oh, it was 34. It was 34 at the Chargers 39-yard line. So I had my notes here. Just didn't read them. But yeah, 38 seconds left. And um, yeah, so Chargers going home. Raiders moving on. All right. So let's go ahead and get to our teams: Saints and the Falcons. All of my Saints family, friends, everybody. They were not talking to me on Sunday. Um, they didn't hit me up. And that's okay. I understand because you know they did not want us to win. Uh, had we lost, then the Falcons—had uh, we lost, Saints won, then the Saints would have been in. So I understood. Nothing personal, but uh, I do know that we needed to win, and uh, I did not want to lose. So, shout out to the Saints. They did their part, beating the Falcons 30 to 20. Um, ladies, uh, Janelle, Terry, just um, any overall thoughts on your 2021 season? Whoever. No. No, we gotta get gotta do better in the um twenty twenty two. Um <laughs> I feel like uh, I, I feel like um we're moving backwards. I know this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for us with us with this new coach, and I'm extremely dissatisfied with this new coach, and I'm I'm dissatisfied with the fact that he's doing the play calling. We need somebody else doing that. Um, I, I'm happy with some of the key parts of our defense, but we need that we need some help on the offensive line, and we we gonna continue to keep going backwards. Mm. Okay. Now I I will say that I'm um I'm I'm still happy with uh, Matt Ryan being our our quarterback because he actually broke a lot of records this year so I'm I'm happy that he's still trying but he can't do anything when his offensive line keeps him on his back. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. You guys have some nice pieces to the puzzle offensively this year as well. Um, but what's uh, the first year? So we'll we'll see, um, and hopefully you know you get some new pieces in through whether it be the draft or free agency, and um, see how see how that can help build the team and move them you know in the right direction. Seahawks um, they actually took care of business beating the Cardinals. Cardinals they also had to play for. Cardinals win they win the NFC West. Cardinals lose, they fall to the fifth seed, and that's what happened. Seahawks took care of business, beating the Cardinals 38-30. to A lose, will we see Russell Wilson behind center with the Seahawks? Girl, that's, next- a million, that's a million-dollar question right there, because I don't even know. I would hope so. I got all this, these footballs and, you know, paraphernalia. Well, no, no, I'm sorry, footballs and jerseys and, and stuff like that, and you know, I, I gotta follow my quarterback. 
But I would hope he would stay with the Seahawks, you know, because if he leave, I, that's the only reason why I'm with the Seahawks is because of him. So y'all can see I'm jumping teams all y'all want. But wherever Wilson go, ain't Luke going. Go ahead mm-hmm. and put in the atmosphere. It only put it the hands up. Well, I hope he doesn't leave because I hope we can just get some more people to help him out. But, you know, I don't have, I have no idea, you know. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, St. Louis. Uh-huh. Who do you think will leave first, Russell Wilson or Pete Carroll? I hope they both stay. Do you think they have do you have do you think they have problems? I do. I think the chemistry is um is dried up. Um I don't know if it's Pete Carroll and his voice in the locker room. I don't know if it's on sale. Um I don't know if it's just that Russell Wilson is no longer happy. We know all the off season um, you know, chatter that was going on this off season where there were what the three or four teams that Russell Wilson was willing to be traded to. Um, saying, you know, that he wasn't happy. We know that Seahawks pretty much gave up the sink, you know, the kitchen and the sink um, to keep Wilson, you know, basically paying him all the money and allowing every, all the other pieces to fall away, go away, um, you know, from the offensive side of the ball. Now, you do have, you know, your your key players in that DK Metcalf. Um, you still got Lockett. Uh, Carson, I think he's going to be good in your running game if he can stay healthy. Um, but the defensive side, they're definitely rebuilding. But I don't see the marriage of Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll uh, going past this season. So I think one well, of them I think, will be Well, I think, TJ, when, if, if, if it, go on. No, and then okay. I think that if they, uh, <clears throat> if anybody should go, it should be Pete, and they can bring in another coach, and maybe they can mix up some things because, you know, they can start starting to get stale. I never forget what you said about them doing the same thing, and people people can predict them and stuff, and that's how they shut them down. They need some freshness. They need to come up with some old French plays and stuff, and they need to protect uh, Wilson a little better. But I think that they're they, they coming along pretty good, but they just might need a couple of more people and maybe a new coach, and sometimes you need a new coach. But I hope he stayed with the Seahawks. Talking about Russell? Yeah. Okay. Janelle, go ahead. I had a question for you. When you say this season, do you mean the 2021 season or 2022? Um, as far as who's staying? Yeah, as far as this being the last time they'll be together. Yeah, as far as, you know, the 20, upcoming 2022 season. Okay, because I was going to tell you, I, I actually read an article. The owners are um, not getting rid of Pete Carroll. I don't know what's going on with Russell right now, but I, they've already made their decision on the coach. He's he stands. So I'm, I'm, I'd like, um, I like Miss Lucinda. Hope that uh, Russell Wilson actually stays because I think he's good for that team. I think what the what their problem is is that. They got rid of too many key pieces on their defense, and now their defense is not able to um, be the defense that we're used to looking at. Mm. Okay, all right. So you don't you don't see anything um, side of the ball because Russell. Oh yeah, on the offensive. You know. Oh yeah, on the offensive. Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball too. That is, um, but they're but. Definitely on the defensive side, but yeah, on the offensive side, they they still need some help on the offensive side as well. But that that defense is just not 
it's not the defense that we that we have known them to be in the past. That is true. That is true. They are not the dominant defense they have been in years past. Um, and, and and it just looks like the team isn't playing with that, you know, just with that spark anymore. Um, especially towards the end of the season, like seemed like DK Metcalf, he just was out there just to be out there. You know, they used, they used to have like a kind of pep to step, and and um, you know even. You know, after plays and stuff like that, it just seems like the chemistry is a little off. So um, we never know what's going on internally. Um, and but um, I don't know. I would like to see Russell Wilson say, you know, if they can get back to, even though they are in my division, you know, they could go zero and fifteen, and I'd be I'd be happy with that. But uh, or wow. That. But um, oh no, that's my fanhood. You know, of the Forty Nine ers hopefully win, but. Uh, but in all seriousness, so um, I just hope that they can they can mend the fence. There's um, in that organization, and it's it's evident the way that they play. You know, they just don't play with the same you know cohesiveness that um, that we're used to, along with the talent being kind of gone. But Terry, um, uh, did you want to comment on uh, if you think Russ will be back? I don't know if he will be back. I would like to, I'm with the ladies. I would um I would like for him to you know, to stay there and would hope that he you know, he would. But I don't think Pete Carroll is going anywhere. He's been around for so long. I don't think he's going anywhere. Mm. Well where they wanna hang their hat, we'll we'll have to see how that um you know, how the Seahawks go moving forward. Um but I I know they don't plan on missing the playoffs, you know, making this a habit. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it takes out for them. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, and then wrapping it up, win and you are in. Thank you, Forty ers We didn't make it difficult on ourselves. Look, it was looking mighty grim, though. I cannot lie. Down 17 in the heading into the halftime, and, oh, Lord, my boys just looked like they were just uh, some, some water uh, dogs that needed some water. I don't know, but them boys looked lethargic. But, oh, what a second half. But that was a phenomenal comeback, though. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. Rams, 24, my 49ers, 27. We have swept the Rams in the regular season for the third straight year. We are 6-0 versus Rams since 2019, and I love it. For Sean McVay, this was the first loss as the Rams head coach when leading at halftime. Uh, they were 43-1. and And um, I'm sorry, we, we were uh, losing 17-3 at halftime. We weren't down by 17, but we had barely kicked the field goal. But, um, but shout-out to our 49ers, though, for taking care of business. Jimmy Garoppolo, let me just uh, – I'm going to tip my hat to you because with that – uh, broken web, thumb, whatever it is that you're dealing with. They say he is in excruciating pain. At times, I could not tell in that final drive. And that was the most beautiful drive I think I've seen all season. Um, the way Garoppolo was able to get the ball down the field, it wasn't dink and dunk. It wasn't five years, five yards here, three yards here. He was slinging that ball down the, down the field. Tebow Samuel, he is my MVP for the year. That's all I can. Uh, I don't care who else is in the running, um, uh, Rogers, Brady, uh, Jonathan Taylor for the coach, Debo Samuel is my MVP. Love me some Debo. 
So, the 49ers, as uh, LTG just said, back in the back, back, we're back in the playoffs again. Okay. And wow. <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all. So, before we get to Super Wild Card Weekend, let's talk about Black Monday. That is when coaches in the NFL tend to lose their jobs. If you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose it the Monday after the regular season is over. And we now have six, counting six. Uh, we already knew about the Raiders. They, now they have an interim coach, and their interim coach has gotten them into the playoffs. So we'll have to see if the Raiders do an, you actually do a head coaching search. Um, and, you know, I wanted to pose the question, ladies. Like, do you think it would be fair for them to give the job to somebody else and interim coaches that help pick up the pieces for the for the season that the Raiders have had? All of the controversy, the fractions, everything. And this coach has managed to keep that team together and keep them in the playoffs. Even if they lose in the first round, continue to do a head coaching search for the Raiders. Um, Terry, what do you think first? I don't think so, especially, you know, he put the time and effort in, you know, and helped them to, to move along. I don't think it would be fair, but, you know, it's not a fair world out here. Oh, right now, you better say it. Hey, um, Lou, what do you think? Oh, Terry, Miss Terry, I like what you said, because Lord knows it's not a fair world. It's a small world after all, but that's about it. But uh, I, I, I think that... Um, I think that they should just let him stay because he did a great job, you know, and give him a little more time to prove himself. I mean, we ain't got to be going into basketball. You know, in the basketball, giving them six days and then they're getting rid of the people. Give him a little time. But uh, you just never know. Okay. Janelle, what do you think? Um, I'm in agreement. I, I don't think it's fair at all, but, you know, they um, – they tend not to um, think about what makes common, you know, what makes sense, mm-hmm. and, and do what they feel like doing. So I, I think that it would be better for them to give him a chance because he definitely has um, done uh, done his best with. I mean, they had all kind of drama this season going on mm-hmm. with the Raiders, and he and he has managed to. Um, hold them together and get them to the playoffs. So I, I think that they should at least give him the opportunity to, to you know, prove that he has the the ability to lead this team. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Yes, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be a travesty if they did not at least offer him the job. Now, if he turns it down, that's not the difference. Maybe he doesn't want the responsibilities of the head coach. But to to just blatantly overlook him and still do a head coaching search or, you know, think that they, they're going to bring – because let's be real, it's either they hire him as a head coach or he's going to be fired because I don't know of too many coaches who stay on when you bring in another, another head coach and they would interim coach. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think I've ever heard of a situation where that was. So by not hiring him, I mean, do you think he's going to go back to his previous role? I don't think so. Like I said, I've never heard of that happening. So it's, you're going to either offer him the job or you're willing to let him walk out of the organization. And if anything, I think he has earned the right 
to be your head coach. Um, you know, whether it works out a year or two. Now, I'm not a proponent of recycling coaches, uh, the, the carousel, like two, every two or three years, because sometimes it does take a while to get a, a coach's system in, to get the personnel for a coach's uh, system for it to truly work. So I've never been a proponent of getting rid of a coach within the first two or three years, i.e. Uh, New York Giants. Um, but, you know, if, if so be it, if, if that's the way it happens. But I just think that it would be a slap in the face if they were to um, offer the job to, to anyone else off the bat. Like I said, if they offer it to him and he, and he declines it, okay, he doesn't want to do it. But uh, at least give him that opportunity. Because the Raiders, they they were in serious turmoil. So, again, shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders for being able to overcome all of their um, adversity this season. So, um, like I said, so the opening coaching positions of the Las Vegas Raiders, who we already knew about, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, because we know they let go of Urban Meyer. But on Black Monday, there was um, the Miami Dolphins. They fired Coach Brian Flores. Chicago Bears, they cleaned house. They got rid of their GM, Ryan Pace, and Coach Mike Nagy. The Minnesota Vikings, they cleaned house. They got rid of their uh, GM. 16 years he had been the GM in Minnesota. Rick Spielman, and they fired um, Coach Mike Zimmer. And the Denver Broncos, they fired their head coach, Dick Fangio. Um, three seasons. He'd only been there three seasons as the Broncos head coach, but he also went 19-30 and 30 in those three seasons. Um, so, uh, you forgot ladies. one. The, the oh, you forgot on one. The Giants yeah. on Monday. The Giants fired their coach too. Was it on Monday or was it Tuesday? Was it late Monday? Night? It was on Monday. It was on it, Monday? Yeah, it was late Monday. Yeah, late Monday. Okay, because I was going to say that um, the next day. So yeah, but the Giants they did um, fire their coach Joe Judd after only two seasons, but he did go ten and twenty three in his two seasons. So again, six um, organizations searching for a head coach. Hopefully, only five. But, yeah, Giants, Dolphins, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Jaguars, and hopefully not the Raiders. But out of those. That's seven. Coaching vacancies. Is that seven? Two, four. Yeah, it is. It's seven. It is seven. It's the the Raiders, the Broncos, the Jaguars. Yeah, it's seven. Dolphins, yes, with the Giants, that that is seven. So seven uh, organizations now looking for a head coach. And do any of those surprise you? Do any of those firings surprise you, ladies? Um, whoever wants to come in. Um, I, the only one that I was actually surprised by was the Dolphins because uh, Brian Flores has gotten them through um, two winning seasons. No, they haven't made it to the playoffs, but he's really turned that team around. And I think that the only reason that they actually fired him is because he doesn't have a good relationship with Tua. I think that's the only reason why they let him go. But he's already it. actually interviewed for the position with the Bears. Correct. Yes. He will not be unemployed long, Brian Flores. That is for sure. Um, I'm going I'm to save my comment. Uh, Ain't Lou, Terry, did y'all want to comment any, any of those firing surprise you guys? I agree with um I agree um with Janelle with the uh, mm-hmm. Dolphins. Um I was I was surprised because as Janelle said, they have made you know, he have made a, a comeback. He turned that team around. Mm-hmm. And they was doing a really good job. Playing well. It was so T 
TJ, it was the Dolphins, the Bears, and who? The Vikings, Broncos, uh, Giants, and then we already know the Jaguars and the Raiders, they fired their coach during the season. Okay. No, I really, I guess they need probably need some fresh meat. I know why they couldn't fire Pete Carroll and keep Russell. Let me just throw that out there. Oh, Lucinda. You want him to get tired, I know. But, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you, ladies. The, the Dolphins fire was very shocking. Um, it's also being reported that he didn't get along with the uh, GM and owner as well. I think that their, um, uh, I don't want to say the direction of the team, but um, I think the way that Brian Flores, uh, how he leaves maybe, um, I, they, you know, they, they report that he's a little standoff, standoffish with the media. Um, now the players love him. Players love him, and I believe the coaching staff they, they, they were all in accordance too. But he did not. He was bumping heads with the higher ups in the organization. And if I'm being really honest, um, and ladies, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's being rumors, being rumored that Jim Harbaugh is trying to make a comeback into the NFL. He's open to leaving Michigan and returning to the NFL. And they say that the owner of the Miami Dolphins is, one, a Michigan alum. He's like one of their biggest contributors. And two, he has a very good relationship with Jim Harbaugh. So to know that maybe there's a possibility for him to, you know, for them to bring him into the organization, I never think that it's good to mess up a winning chemistry because the, the Dolphins, they were on a seven-game uh, winning streak leading, you know, uh, ending this season. No, they didn't make the playoffs. Um, but let's be real, it's hard to make the playoffs in the NFL, especially if you have talent. And the AFC is very talented. It is talented, too. I mean, we have, what, three teams from our division that made the playoffs. So it's not like it's, it's the AFC, um, you know, to get in the playoffs. But as long as you're winning – you know, you just can't help it if more te- if other teams are winning more than you. Um, but with that being said, you know, that is the purpose of playing. You know, everybody wants to win a Super Bowl. And in order to get to the Super Bowl, you have to be in the playoffs. So, um, but like I said, Brian Flores, he will not be unemployed long. Um, as Janelle mentioned, the um, Bears, they have already um, set up an interview to uh, set up a time to interview him. And I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves that interview that same day going to the Vikings or, you know, the Broncos maybe. Um, but um, And that capable of uh, losing their job over what? Ego? I know my team, we've been there, done that. That's how we lost, lost Jim Harbaugh. And we ended up losing, losing Jim Harbaugh and the GM, and we went through a rabbit hole for about two or three seasons. So the male ego, I'm telling you, sometimes it can do more damage than good. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And, you know, ladies, I mentioned that, um, you know, like with, with um, Joe Judge, only being with the team two seasons, how do you feel about um, uh, the, the carousel, you know, just the two or three seasons and then teams tend to, you know, cut the cut ties so quickly um, after only two or three seasons, do you think that's a, a good thing to do? Is that giving a coach enough time, or do you feel like?
like, okay, if you see it's not working, why waste time, cut bait, and move to the move on to the next. Um, Janelle, let's start with you with that. Um, I, I don't think two seasons is enough. I think you need at least three to see if, um, I mean, it would be different if the first season was just a colossal loss and you went, you know, 0-17. That, that would be one thing. But if you know for a fact that you've got things that you're working through, um, maybe you're, uh, maybe you don't have the greatest quarterback, or maybe there's been a lot of injuries, things like that. I, I think you need at least three seasons in order to see whether or not it's going to be um, a situation that that's worth pursuing. Um, and they have had a lot of injuries um, between Barkley and I mean they've they've been bombarded with some of their key players being out, and plus to the fact with them losing. Uh, with them losing Eli and trying to figure out their quarterback situation, it's, I just feel like it's two seasons just is not enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ava, what do you think? What I think about what? <laughs> I think that it's, it's good for teams to, to have a rotating um, uh, head coach, like only two or three years, and then you, and then you're firing them you know, having like a, a rotating, revolving door at the head coaching position? Or do you feel like, okay, if it's not working, go ahead and cut bait, regardless of how long they've been there? Well, if they've been there too long, they need to cut bait. But rotating, yeah, I guess you could have a rotating, you know. Um, yeah, I guess two to three years, you know, you, you should, by the end you should prove yourself. So, yeah, I agree with that one. Okay. I agree. At least it should be at least three years because, you know, the coach got to come in. The coach got to, you know, learn his um, players and the players got to, you know, learn. They got to work together. So, yeah, they need at least three years. Mm-hmm. After three, then, you know, if you want to depart with them, then by all means do so, but at least three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. You know, honestly, I think it's I think it's like a case by case. Honestly, now if you have a coach that they are just thinking up the joint, whether it be they're not able to put you know uh, players in the right per, put the personnel in the right positions to win, um, they could just be their mentality, how their their outlook of of where they want the team or where they see the team going, and if they have the talent, let me let me preface this. If they have the talent and the team does not seem to be going in the right direction, then I don't have a problem with you cutting base because there's no sense of wasting time. And I think that was the incident, the, the situation here with the Giants. They did have a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But Joe Judge, his, his decision-making seems to be very questionable. And then when he would go and try to explain himself during press conferences, it was like, what? what? What are you saying? Do you really not understand what you're saying? And so for the fact that Gettleman, the GM of the Giants, resigned on Monday, I think this was a foregone conclusion that it was time for them to, to start over and clean house. So I say that to say the other teams, um, especially like the Broncos, 
now Mike Zimmer, I mean, he's had some winning seasons. They, the, the Minnesota Vikings, they've missed the playoffs the last five years. But they've been kind of in contention. And I don't know if it's coaching or if it's personnel. Is Kirk Cousins really the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? So I think in those types of instances, you have to give at least three to four years. Like I said, sometimes coaches inherit certain personnel. And if they don't have anything to work with when they first get there, you have to give them time to build up their form of, you know, who they need in order to, to implement their strategies and stuff. Um, now, if, they're, if they've been handed a solid roster and then it, it, it tends to decline, then, yeah, you would think that that's coaching. So, okay, maybe after three or four seasons it's time to get rid of. But I just think having that revolving door for the players especially, you have to learn these new systems. You have to learn a new voice. You have to get uh, acclimated. And I know that they're, they're professionals, but, they're, but they get paid to do. But chemistry goes a long way. And uh, continuity, I think, goes a long way to a winning organization. Look at the Steelers. Look at the Packers. Um, um, organizations like that. Even my 49ers, for a while we were doing good, but then we had a revolving door and it, it, it affected us. So, I don't know, I just think that you have to give a, a person ample enough time to put their mark on a team um, versus win now, let's do it now. This team did it and we should be able to do it. No, that's not how it always works. Tom Brady's not going to come to your your team, and you're going to go to the Super Bowl the very same year. That's that's an anomaly. Not always going to happen. But that's just me. All right, so I'll tell you what. With that, we are going to jump into our last break. And on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that ass. Yes, Luke and the lyrics will be up right after the break. It's the first portion. Hey, Boo, Janelle, Terry, CJ. We'll be right back.
Ah, yeah, birthday girl, MJB, Mary J. Blige. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But as I said, the clock on the wall, it says it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. Well, NFL Week 18 has ended. Two of our team's performance was splendid. The Saints defeated the Falcons 30-20. to The Falcons' chances to win were many. Matt Ryan was sacked three times, and those three turnovers were prime. The Saints missed the wild card spot because those 49ers played so hot. They overpowered the Rams 27-24. to Again, they're going through the playoff door. They were down by 17 points and then scored three. If they went into halftime, you see. Then they scored 14 in the third to tie the game, just to go into overtime and keep their thing. Garoppolo was 23 to 32 of 32, 316 yards and one touchdown. Those 49ers were determined to wear the crown. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals 38-30. to 30. These athletes seem very sturdy. They spoiled the Cardinals' chance at the NFC West title. And for the Rams, this win was vital. Although the Seahawks are not going to the playoffs, their pride and grit did pay off. Wilson was 15 of 26, 238 yards and three touchdowns. Will he suit up with the Seahawks and stay around? Oh, that's it. Oh, all right, stop right there. All right. That's Russell Wilson in a Seahawks uniform next season. Wildcard weekend! I would get that applause, but I'm kind of sad. Man, 18 weeks just flew by. But neither here nor there. It's playoff time, y'all. It's playoff time. All right. So, Super Wild Card Weekend kicks off on Saturday. We have the Raiders at the Bengals. They have Cincinnati um, winning uh, the predicted four-and-a-half points. They're up, uh, you know, the four-and-a-half point favorite. And then the Saturday night game, Patriots at the Bills. The Bills, the uh, Buffalo Bills, are four point uh, favorites in that. So, ladies, not not giving our pitch, but um, one game you're just really looking forward to seeing. Uh, any matchups you're looking forward to, or just you're just ready for some good football. Whoever wants to. Just ready for some good football. I'm looking forward. To two matchups. Okay. I'm looking forward to two matchups. That's the Cardinals and the Rams. Because that's going to be your good. Yet, that's Monday. We're talking about Saturday right now. Stay on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you just bust my bubble. Okay. Uh, well, none of those. I'm not really looking for any of those because the ones I'm looking forward to okay. on, on Sunday, girl. Okay. All right. <laughs> Did you say go ahead? Uh, what, Terry? Did you want to jump in? Oh, 
I was just saying, I know this was some good football on those. I'm not looking mm-hmm. for this. Just some good football. Okay. All right. Janelle, any comments on these two? No, I'm I'm with Terry. I think um, I, I'm just looking forward to some good football, but I do think that Patriots-Bills game is going to be good. Yeah. I think there's going to be inclement weather. Well, I don't know inclement, but I definitely think it's going to be like snow and, and cold, of course. Um, Mac Jones, him being a rookie, this first time in the playoffs, how is he going to perform? Is he going to be nervous? Is he going to be able to settle down? Buffalo, this is very big for them. If they lose to the Patriots in the wild card uh, round, I don't know if they, it might be like the, the Buffalo Bills of the 90s where they went to the Super Bowl four times and lost. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to live this down, especially losing to a rookie quarterback. Still, they have, you know, Bill Belichick, I understand, but a rookie quarterback, I don't know. And actually for the Patriots, this is the first year that they have, uh, this is the first rookie quarterback to start a playoff game in Patriots history. So it's a lot of pressure. I don't know, maybe, for Mac Jones. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to the Bengals and the Raiders game because I want to see how well do the Bengals play. You know, they have been one of the more inconsistent teams this year. We never know which one's going to show up. But will Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, will they have their, you know, pick up where they left off with their chemistry? Um, how will the running game, how will the defense match up, you know, with the Raiders? So I'm just hoping, again, that we see, you know, some good football. But I am curious to see how these first-timers, uh, when it comes to playoff, um, no playoff football, how they perform. All right. Okay, so with that, let's go ahead and move to the Sunday games. I think that's what everybody wants to talk about and Monday. So Sunday we have the Eagles at the Bucks. The Bucks are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, we have the middle game, 49ers at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a three-point favorite. And rounding out Sunday night, it'll be the Steelers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Um over the Steelers. Now, for some little quick notes here, um, the Eagles, they went 0-6 against 2021 playoff teams during the regular season, but for Tom Brady, he has more playoff wins than the entire Eagles franchise. Tom Brady has 34 playoff wins, and the Eagles franchise as a whole only has 23. Uh, for the 49ers and Cowboys matchup, this is the first wild card matchup between the Niners and the Cowboys. Everybody knows you're a football fan. The rivalry of the 49ers and Cowboys in the um, 80s and 90s. This is also the first time that the Cowboys and uh, 49ers have met up since 1994. Can you believe that? Wow, that's a long time. And the last four winners of the 49ers and Cowboys playoff series, they went on not only to be in the Super Bowl, but to win the Super Bowl. Wow, that is wonderful news to me. Uh, hopefully, we, when we win. Um, let's see, the two teams that faced off, like I said, we haven't faced off since 1994. Check this out. George Kittle was only one year old back then, and Jimmy Garoppolo was only three. So that's tell you how long ago it was. Uh, let's see, for the Steelers, they, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, he is three and four all-time in wild-card games, so he's three and four. And for Patrick Mahomes, he is five and one. He has 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and six home playoff starts. And we'll go ahead and throw the Monday night game in there. Cardinals at the Rams. Rams are a four-point favor. All right. Dwayne Lou, we'll go ahead and let you kick it off. What are you looking forward to? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to the Cardinals and the Rams. Yes, I think that's going to be a good game. we got a, the youth against experience. But they, it's going to be a good game. I'm also looking forward to the 49ers and the Cowboys because I've 
yet to see y'all play. I've just, you know, for some reason I thought the Cowboys was in our uh, division, but they're not. But um, anyway, that's going to be a good one because we got Garoppolo against, it's you know, uh, the, the man making all the money right about now. It's going to be that's interesting. That's true. That is true. All right. Uh, Terry Janelle, who would want to jump in? Uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys and the um, Cardinals and the Rams, those are the two games um, I'm looking forward to. Because I don't think the Eagles and the, uh, the Bucks, I don't think that's, you know, that's going to be any competition right there as far as the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like Tom Brady was going to pull it off. Um, and the Steelers and the Chiefs, it just depends on how um, – being how he's feeling, I guess. So that's not, um, I don't think that's going to be really big. But the 49ers and the Cowboys, uh, that's my overall excitement right there. And then the Cardinals and the Rams. Okay. All right. NFC West game and, well, NFC West representation, I should say. All right, all right. 347-826-7924, that's the name, number to call to talk to the ladies. I see in the house. Carol, what's going on, ladies? Thank y'all so much. I saw you sneak in there, too. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. Janelle, anyone you looking forward to? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the 49ers Cowboys game. Um, I think that it's going to be interesting to see um, the the Chiefs and Steelers only because this is going to be Ben's last um, his last time in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see if he's going to bring his A game or if he's just showing up to be there. So okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of them. I'm I'm like Terry, not so much the Eagles and the Bucks. Now I do. I'm hoping that it's a good game, but I just kind of feel like it's going to be a one-sided game, kind of lopsided. But you never know. That's why they play the game, because you never know on paper um, who's going to show up, you know, in the real game. Uh, As far as the Steelers and the Chiefs, I am looking forward to this game because I want to see how the Chiefs defense, I'm sorry, the um, uh, Steelers defense, how they perform against Patrick Mahomes, having P.J. Watt having uh, was, uh, Michael Fitzpatrick, those boys coming, uh, having T.J. Watt coming around that corner um, on, you know, on, on the defensive line and then secondary of the Steelers. I'm excited about that. I'm also, I'm hoping that uh, Najee Harris will be healthy enough to at least be 60, 70% because I want to see how he is able to perform against the defense. His defense is not too stellar against the run. Um, and then, of course, you know, still they they still have Claypool and um, uh, that that other I think they have a rookie on the other side, um, their wide receivers. But will Big Ben will he be able to have time in the pocket to get the ball down to those guys? But again, with that, like I said, having Najee Harris running the ball, I'm I'm looking forward to that. But I'm really looking forward to the, to the Steelers defense and how they perform. You know, whoever wins, okay, that's fine. Um, it's going to be good to see you know two divisional teams go up against each other. Um, I do want to see how Matthew Stafford performs in the playoff game. Um, if that is the reason why the Rams went and, you know, they went all out this year. Vaughn Miller, o- o- uh, Odell Beckham Jr., they went and picked up Stafford. 
They thought the staff could get them over the hump, over golf. So um, then, you know, they've already gotten Ramsey. They have Donald. So I'm, I'm curious to see how all of these pieces of the puzzle fit uh, when it comes to playing uh, the Cardinals. The Cardinals will still be out uh, without DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but they still, you know, they have enough to, to uh, get done what they need to get done. And, of course, you know, I'm looking forward to the Niners and the Cowboys. I want my Niners to show up. That's all I need. And we can, the rest will fall into I need for my defense to play the best game that they played. The Dallas defense, they are nothing to, to sneeze at. So I'm just hoping that we do, um, we have a lot of unseen plays coming out in this game. So I'm excited, though. I'm so excited. And the rivalry, I think the rivalry is back, too. So I'm a Cowboy fan. Go Niners! Okay. <laughs> now, um, earlier that J. Watt, he broke uh, Mike Strahan's single-season sack record, uh, 22 and a half. Actually should have had 23. They pulled one of his sacks back. So, eh, in the NFL, you're wrong for that. And then we also had Cooper Cup. Um, he broke uh, a couple of records this season as well um, in passing yards and uh, I think passing and, and touchdowns as well. But my question, ladies, I wanted to pose to you. Do the records count? Is there, should there be an asterisk by the records since it's an 18-game season and these players had the extra week to accomplish these records? What do you think on that? Um, Janelle, we'll pick you up. The interesting thing is I've been struggling with this because um, – Michael Strahan actually accomplished his 22 and a half sacks in 13 weeks. And it took 17 weeks in order for um, T.J. Watts to tie it. So I, I've been struggling with this. It's like, should there be um, a way to differentiate or to to reflect that it had that it did take him longer? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still struggling with that. I really am. I, I mean, the fact that he was able to accomplish it, yeah, that's great, but he didn't do it in the same amount of time that Michael Strahan did it. You know what I mean? And it just it just doesn't seem fair. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem you know. But as things as, as the years go on, we know how it goes. The game changes. There are rules that. You know the guys are doing, following now that like they didn't have to follow back then. There, it's a, it, the the game is evolving. So I honestly don't know. I, mm. I honestly don't know. Okay, all right. That's an honest answer right there, Terry. What do you think? I agree with Janelle because I mean I don't think it's fair because he didn't do it in the same amount of you know in the time that um, Strahan did. So, but I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I just know it's it's not fair, but I don't know how you know they should go about um, doing it or making a decision on. But it's not fair because uh, he didn't get you know in the same time frame that um, Straight Hand did. Okay, hey Luke, what do you think? What do I think about what? <laughs> Are you with us tonight or what? What's happening? 
I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all, but I, I just was writing up some stuff and, you know, pick, doing my picks and stuff. So can you just ask the question again and be patient and loving in 2022? <laughs> Do you think it's fair that a person can break a record with an extra game? How about that? Should, should the record count if it's broken within an, an extra time frame? No. I think the regular time, you know, of course, everyone should have the same amount of games. Well, that was, well, thank you for that, that answer. What's up, Dad? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show tonight. I, I'm in, I think this should be an asterisk. I really do. Now, that's funny you say that with the 13 weeks, Janelle, with Strahan, uh, because I've always thought that his last sack was questionable anyway, because I, I truly believe that Brett Favre just fell down. I really don't consider that a sack. But, hey, they gave it to him, and, you know, he broke the record. So, congratulations. But... Um, with having the extra week to accomplish it, especially Cooper Cup, um, in in his well, I know not it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Watt, he, he still he didn't break it in sixteen games. So, um, I think in my opinion there will be an asterisk next to their record because you know you give somebody extra time to do something, hey, they they probably will accomplish it. You know, and who knows, we might have a twenty week NFL season. Eventually, and then all kinds of records are going to be broken, and then you know we'll have to we'll have to decide that at that time. But I definitely think that there's an asterisk. Um, and the thing about it is, Cooper Cup uh, because they interviewed him about this, and he said that he didn't think it was right. Um, he said, of course, you know he's going to be ecstatic and and happy that he, that the records were broken, that he was able to accomplish that. But he does feel like you know it with that extra week being added, it doesn't hold as much weight as when Jerry Rice, you know, the, the record that he was breaking. So I commended him for that, too. I thought that was pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's very interesting, ladies. I um, I like what you – I like your, your answer to that. All right, so with that, um, I want to go ahead and get our picks out of the way, and then hopefully we will have a little bit of time to talk about one more thing. So – Let's go ahead and get these picks. Okay. Just, we tied at the at the end of the regular season. Oh, you never know what can happen. 
happen in the playoffs. All right, y'all. So Saturday, let's get it in. First off, Raiders at the Bengals. Who do we have? I'm picking um, the Raiders because Cincinnati always does horrible in the wild card round. I know. They have yet to win a wild card game. Raiders are mentally broken. What? Did she say that Miss Terry said Raiders too? Yes. Okay, I'm going with the I'm gonna go with the Bengals. It's time to break it. Yeah. If this is gonna be the time. If this if they don't, then it's psychological. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, if they lose, win it, they out, right? Well, whoever loses, they're out. It's win or go home. Ain't nobody coming I, back after. I know, but I'm just saying they got to win it. That's why I think they right. got to do it. Mm-hmm. That's All right. In the Saturday night game, we have the Patriots at the Bills. TJ, who did you pick? The Raiders? Oh, Bengals. I'm sorry. Amy and I was okay. Bengals. Terry and uh, Janelle I'm with the uh, Raiders. Okay. Okay. Then we got Patriots at the Bills. 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 Okay. Bills. Very I think I'm going with the Patriots. You know, the Bills have beat them all the time during the regular season in the playoffs. I'm rolling with the Patriots. So Janelle and I are with the Patriots. Ain't Lou and Terry are with the Bills. All right, then we have Sunday games. Eagles at the Bucks. <clears throat> Bucks. All right. Bucks. Uh, okay. All right. We're all with the Bucks. We have the 49ers at Cowboys. Mm, that's a good one. That's going to be a great one. But I think the Cowboys might win it, TJ. Okay. That's all right. They might. <laughs> mm. I'm going to say Cowboys. All right, that's Terry. You said Cowboys. Janelle? I'm struggling with this one, but I'm going to say 49ers. All right. Well, I, I know with 49ers. Now he's going to go into Terry's world and steal all his candy. 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, daddy, sister, brother. All right, so uh, Janelle is a little reluctant on that, but her and I with the 49ers, and Aunt Lou and Terry got the Cowboys. All right, Sunday night, we have the Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs. And that's going to be a good game, mm-hmm. though. I think uh, yeah, young, I think the youth will overpower the old. That's what I think. <sighs> okay. he, he has to stay alive. The boy has to stay alive. Terry, Janelle, who y'all got? Chiefs, but I'm kind of up in the air on this one. But I'm, I'm going to say Chiefs for now. Chiefs, okay. You got your, your Saturday night to change your mind. Janelle? All right. I, um, I'm going with the Chiefs, although I won't be mad if the Steelers win. Yeah, that's me. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I won't be surprised if the Steelers upset. But I think the Chiefs. Out. All right, we have Monday night, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and another holiday. Uh, Cardinals at the Rams. 
Who y'all got? Rams. 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 All right. It's, it's all or nothing. I mean, they they went out and emptied the kitchen sink to go get everybody. If they don't do it, they're going to do the laughing talk. But we're all in accordance. We all rolling with the Rams. All right. And actually, that's going to do it for the show. So we'll go ahead and do our shout out. Um, Terry, we'll have you kick it off. Well, ladies, I love you guys. I almost didn't make it to the show, but I am glad I pressed my weight on. I thank God for each and every one of you, and may you go forth in your week. Be blessed. Thank you, and thank you so much. I'm so happy you made it on the show, Terry. Janelle? Thank you. Um, I, I love you guys. Um, I just have one thing that I want to say. Um, when you are dealing with people, especially you're talking about people that you love, um, people that you care about, people that you talk to on a regular, always make sure that you don't leave anything unsaid because you never know when the last conversation you have with somebody is going to be the last conversation you have with them. Amen. 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 We love you back. Uh, TJ, when do I, for your for the 49ers and the Cowboys, I have to, what, Friday night to call or what, to Saturday morning? Uh, you have until tomorrow, because you wait the last minute to do anything. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Now, the games are Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Friday night. You have till Friday night. Friday night. Oh, she ain't right. She ain't right. But I just want to say, Janelle, you just sound like... Spooky to me now. I just want to say it right now. I love you, Janelle. I love you, Miss Terry. And I love you, TJ. Got to get that out the way now. Uh, <clears throat> and I just want to w- wish my big sister a happy birthday. Um, her birthday will be uh, the 17th of this month, and, and by the time we get back, it'll be the 19th. I just want to say I love you, big sister Denise, and may God always grant you with peace as well as love and prosperity. Happy birthday, Queen D. That's all I got to say on that one. <clears throat> and uh, I just want to say uh, the, the show was excellent tonight, TJ. You just, girl, you always rise to the occasion. You know, you're just that girl that, that leaves it to no persuasion. You're just an awesome girl. I thought you was, I didn't think you was Hispanic. I thought you was Asian. But I just thank God for you. I thank God for you. And, um, and I just want to... Um, Say that uh, you keep doing what you're doing, and look, and know that 2022 is the year for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Aylou. I love you right back. And uh, before I let you ladies go, um, I just wanted to um, make sure that I acknowledge you, Janelle. Um, I so appreciate you um, persevering and pushing through. I know how heavy your heart is right now. And um, for the past two weeks, for you to um, be a part of the show, um, hopefully this got your mind off of things for a couple of hours. But, again, um, thank you for your presence because I know how difficult this has been for you. So uh, I love you, Terry. I love you. Aunt Lou, I love you. And thank you. And we'll see you um, 
God willing, next week. We love, love you, you too, Tina. Love, love you. you four and five. Three seven eight six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies on LL Sports Two. Um, a little Wednesday Wikipedia for you, January the twelfth. Um, 1966, Red Auerbach, he won his 1,000th game as coach of the Boston Celtics. 1999, Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball was sold at auction in New York for $3 million in an anonymous bidder. Um, in 2016, the NFL approved the St. Louis Rams owner, Sam Stan Kroenke's plan to move the Rams back to Los Angeles. All right. So that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for January the 12th. Um, artists who celebrated a birthday that were featured tonight, Mary J. Blige, she turned 51 on yesterday, January 11th. And LL Cool J, he turns 54 on January 14th. So shout out to them. Birthdays today, uh, A. Marie turns 42, Kirstie Alley, 71, uh, Howard Stern, 68, and Naya Rivera, we lost her in a, um, in a boating accident uh, back in 2020, but she would have had a birthday today. And Issa Rae turns 37 today. All right. Shout out to Marlon. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Shout out to all of my 49er faithful heading to Dallas for the Wild Card Weekend game. Safe travels to you and bring home that win. I will be looking for all the red in Jerry's world, all right? Of course, great big shout-out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. Um, a great big shout-out to Terry and Janelle, to all three of the ladies, as I always say, for your sacrifice. But, um, again, Janelle, um, you are in my prayers. Um, you are in my thoughts. I am lifted up, uh, praying for strength and uh, just peace, peace of mind, peace in your heart, um, just, um, I know you have a heavy heart right now. So, again, I thank you, um, and I love you all, ladies, all right? Shout-out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson, to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. Thank you for all of your love and your support um, each and every day, each and every week, all right? And last but by no means least, to my mom, the queen. I'm the princess. To the queen. Um, I say it each and every week. I know I sound like a broken record, but I thank you. Uh, I love you. Uh, great, big, happy birthday shout-out to my mom. She will be celebrating her 67th birthday. We are not shame in num naming our number because there is only one alternative, baby. Okay? So if you are not having a birthday, you are not having a birthday. How about that? Okay? 67. So this is a big one for us because, you know, it's a, it's just a big one. Um, she celebrates her day, I must say this, with Betty White, the late, great Betty White, Steve Harvey, Jim Carrey, Dwayne Wayne, Michelle, the 44th Miss uh, First Lady, Michelle Obama. No, Mom, it couldn't have been you. Okay, that's our inside joke. <laughs> Michelle Obama, Lil John, Ray J, James Earl Jones. I am your father. Benjamin Franklin. Is that why the big uh, the big head, the uh, big dollar bill, $100 bill, is, is that what you have in common? That, that big money, big hundred. Benjamin Franklin. And the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Yes, 
she celebrates her birthday with all of those great, giant, iconic figures. And I say that because she is a great, a giant, an iconic figure in my life, uh, I can say that. And um, I'm going to say in the lives of those that that are blessed to know her. Um, you know, in full transparency, you know, I, I, um, I share things, you know, uh, about me, my family, myself, and um, because you never know what can help another person or what might help get them through or, you know, just know that they're not by themselves, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, in my family, um, I'm proud. I'm so proud to be a member of the family that I am of. Um, I say that to say my grand, my great-grandmother had my grandmother at 14. Uh, my grandmother had started having kids, I believe it was age 15. And my mother, why I said this was a big one for her, she was uh, six, turning 67. She had me at 17. And she made it her mission to break that cycle. Because you never know what you can be. Not to say that being a mother at, a, at an early age is, is a bad thing or anything like that, but when you start having kids at an early age, you never know what your, you know, what your, the prospect of your life can be because if you take motherhood seriously, now you've dedicated your life to another being and making sure that you raise them to be a productive member of society. Um, so not to say that, you know, anything bad about my mom's life. She's had a wonderful life. She's having a wonderful life. She's living her best life right now. But, um, to start having kids, you know, at the age of 17, that's a lot. That's a lot of sacrifice, and I thank her for that. Um, but, again, the, the conscious choice and choices that we made um, to break that cycle. And I don't know if we intended for it to go as far as it did because, no, I do not have children. I never really had a desire to have children um, because that just wasn't my mindset. It was just to be the best Tina Denise Jackson that I can be, and that was instilled in me by Denise. Taylor, Jackson Green. <laughs> um, and so I just need for y'all to know why I thank her so much, why she means so much to me, because I know the sacrifice that she has gone through from having me at 17, her and my dad. That, that was decisions that they made and the sacrifice that they made together. But the sacrifice that she has made for me throughout my life um, I could have lost my mother at the age of four and a half, five years old. We had a head on uh, car collision and my mother went through the windshield um by the grace of god all she has is a minor scar she may think it's big and everybody can see it but it's just a minor scar in the in the big scheme of things um it just a lot the the fact i could have lost her at the age of five um it just makes me so grateful and i know i take a lot thing a lot of things for granted i take a lot of the time for granted um my mother like i said she's always been my biggest cheerleader whatever i did in school whether it was cheerleading um events uh, spelling bees my band uh, band competitions she was always there always just supporting me and you know Sometimes in life you make decisions and or or you kind of stay in this rut. Um, there was a while there that I was I was lost. You know, I was just stuck. I was complacent, and my mom just saw so much in me, so much potential. But I would just go to work, go to the bar, drink, come home, and just start that cycle over. And I used to think it was because my mom doesn't drink, she doesn't smoke. Um, she she lives on a natural high. Lord, I would I would hate to see my mother drunk or or high. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie to you because her her internal um, high is just so it's contagious. It's 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 a beautiful thing to see. But I'm I am um, I'm 
I'm so proud of her that she doesn't need um, extracurricular, you know, things like that to get her, um, you know, to to a, a happy place where she's content, you know, with with her water and with God. But um, but I say this to say, you know, there were a lot of lot of years that you know I would come home and she would just, you know, I could I could tell there was something. Um, but I just didn't know what it was, and I just thought it was because, oh, you know, she don't understand. You know, drinking is – if you have a drink, my mother thinks you're drunk. Okay, that's all I, I say that to say. <laughs> but um, I say this to say she just knew that I wasn't living my potential life. She knew that I was just wasting and that I was, you know, kind of waddling maybe in whatever it is I, what I was going through. And not to say that the bottle was an answer for me, but it was just, you know, hey, that was my, my little getaway. But when I tell you when I found my calling, when I realized my passion and just the support that she gave me, that she has shown me, that she has always provided for me, being that safety net, being that safety zone, being that conscious rock that I could always and always do count on. I will be 50 years old this year, and I still depend on my mother like I was five for her guidance, for her, for her um, acceptance, for her approval, because I know if it's not meant for me, she is not going to approve it. And you always need somebody to be accountable to in this world. You cannot do things on your own, no matter how much you think you can, no matter how much you think you are doing things on your own. You always have to have somebody to be accountable to and accountable for. And for that, Denise Green, I love you. I thank you. I adore you. Happy, happy 67th birthday, my queen, my rock, my everything. That's my motivational moment, y'all. <laughs> I'm TJ. As I always say, be good to others. Be good to yourselves. And like Janelle said, don't never let a day go by where you don't let the ones that you love know that you love them. Until next time, be good to others. Be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.